Andrea Vasquez, are you ready for your country close-up? Yes, I am. So first, you're uh, in the City of Music right now in Nashville. What are things like? How is how have things been? Um, I wouldn't even say post-pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, um, but people are back to performing back on Broadway. I love it. I mean, I'm on year four and I'm almost on year five here in Nashville, which is crazy because I feel like I got gypped two years because of the pandemic. But I love it. I am from Los Angeles. So obviously the music industry is very different there versus here or just show businesses. And um, I don't know, Nashville just has this really, I want to say more intimate feel, you know, it's all about the songwriter. It's all about, I feel like there's a little bit more sense of community in the whole artistry of just everything. And it, it the crazy thing is I tell people all the time, like back home, it's not just country music. It's all sorts of genres, just so much talent out here. And I love it. People seem to be pretty supportive. Yeah. And I think the most exciting thing for me talking with you is that, uh, well, we're both Latinas, which yeah, yeah, we are. (laughs) What's your background? So I'm half Spanish, half Mexican. I grew up in New Mexico. What about you? Okay. I'm Mexican as well. Okay, great. Yeah. I feel like I unfortunately have not crossed paths with many Latinas in this industry. So I, I would just love to know, what your goal is when you're approaching songwriting or working with producers on your sound. You know, I think we get kind of, we've mm-hmm. seen so much representation in country music, especially with, with black women and just women in general. Oh, but, yeah. um, you know, I think that Latinas mainly get, get pigeonheld into these, in these genres of Mexican, like Latina rap or like so far yeah. as like mariachi and like really stemming from like Mexican culture or, you know, wherever their country of descent is, um, what is your approach and how do you do that in country music where it, where it can often seem non-existent? You know, I like that you kind of mentioned that because, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time. I grew up in a very musical family and it's funny because we're all in different genres. I actually have a cousin that's a Latin singer too. Um, so the country music thing to my family is like, this is so different and random, but we love it. And my whole thing is, you know, even as, as a younger adult or you know, a teen going auditions and stuff, they're always like, okay, cool. Well, can you do like the Selena thing? And I'm like, no, that's not the point, you know, no disrespect to all of that, but like, that's not what we're trying to do. And I feel like I always was told like, you know, why don't you try to do the bilingual, you know, do this, 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 this. And it just felt like that was the only way to break. And I feel like we're living in different times right now. And we're seeing that you can, in fact, just do country music and just happen to be Latina. You know what I mean? And almost kind of just normalizing that. And I just think that right now is the time for diversity. And there's, you know, Kat and Alex do a great job of it. You know, they are a Latin duo and they're a married couple. And I love that they're singing country music. And in fact, yes, they are Latino. And it's just really cool to start to see a little bit more representation in the genre. And so for you, what about the genre reels you in. You know, I think that at least for me, I never, I never understood why people did a double take when I would ask, when they would ask me what my favorite genre of music was. And I'd be like country, but I grew up on a ranch with horses, you know, with every animal you could possibly think of. Like my (laughs) life was a country song going to the river in our truck and like doing this whole thing. And it wasn't at all politicized for me until I moved to the coast and realized 
oh, the people of, you know, people elsewhere have a really different perception of this, this genre. Um, but for me, it's a very personal thing. And as something that is very um, close to my, my life, my, you know, my childhood. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, I, I think that country, I get that too. Like, they're like, really, you do country music? I'm like, yeah, I've had a love of country music since, you know, I'm a nineties kid. Like I grew up with Shania Twain and the chicks and I even got to, you know, my, see Carrie Underwood from my, you know, Ch- grow. Mary Chicksmith. <laughs> yes, I know. And I just, I just love the storytelling and, you know, I think it's one of the few genres now, like where you have this still have like the full instrumentation. I just, I don't know. It's just the storytelling and country music or something like it to me personally. And I, it, I just love it. Every time I go on a first date and this guy will give me a hard time about liking country music. I'm like, if you listen, if you said a lyric from a song to me, like, that's it. You like you're in, you know, like it's not yep. rocket science. Like it's just great, really beautiful storytelling. I agree. Um, and, <laughs> but your storytelling lately has been very, um, there's some angst in it. And I was like, where has this music been this whole time? Cause this is exactly how I'm feeling. Unfortunately, too often. <laughs> right aren't we all thank you and that's funny you know yeah I mean I haven't had the best luck in that department the last couple years but hey we got some great content out of it so I love to write I don't know it's it's even when I'm in a good place I like writing about those sassy moments you know it's like we get re-pissed just sitting here thinking of ideas but um I like to write about real experiences unfortunately (laughs) but I don't know. That's where you just find the most vulnerable and creative music. And I have a small team of collaborators here in Nashville that are good friends. So it's almost like a vent session that when we get together and write and it just all comes out so organically that way. So as a Latina in Nashville, what has your experience been like? I'm, I'm curious, even personally, you know, I've thought a number of times of moving to Nashville and I don't really know what that would look like um, being, you know, a a strong minority in that area. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, I get asked that a lot too. Um, it's odd. Sometimes I will be honest. It was more tough a couple years ago because I mean, Nashville is so progressive, but you go to other outskirts of town and you're just like, I am different. And I'm looking, I'm being looked at a little bit like I'm different. But people ultimately, you know, I feel like just we're a little bit more hyper aware of things like that today and things are changing, you know, for the better, slowly but surely. But I think that people are starting to really embrace the diversity here. And, you know, so many people are moving to Nashville and especially from California and New York. And there's just more culture happening a little bit more. It's, it still has a long way to go, but people have been very, very supportive about and, you know, people in the industry I talk about, they're like, we need Latin representation. So I think that everyone's on board. And so what does your family think? You moved to a place far away from home and you're in this genre that's maybe not as recognizable to them. If they're, if some of your family's doing Latin music and, and other genres, what are those conversations like at home when you go visit? They love it. They absolutely love it. I've always had the most supportive family ever. So I'm really lucky. I know that's not always the case. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're super cool about it. And all of my 
my cousins and everybody that I'm really close with, that's really musical. You know, they collaborate on my stuff. I have some, one of my cousins mixing on a project and we'll go home and do content. And so it's really, really fun. We all kind of get to be part of each other's projects sometimes. And so do you find a lot of solidarity right now, even with, I mean, of course, being a woman of color, but also with other women, I feel like this is like, this is the year women in country music are finally getting, I think the respect and the platform that they deserve and are being really I agree. celebrated. Um, but I, there's still a long way to go, but I'll take the progress that we have now. Do you find that's even the case locally, you know, doing a lot more women collaborations and, and special projects where you team up together? Oh, for sure. I think that that's just becoming more common. Um, there's so many showcases in town. There's so many different, you know, I, I have, I feel like here personally, me, I have a very strong support system here in Nashville. It's all female creatives and whether it's like we, some of us in the friend group are into videography, photography, producing, songwriting, singing, you know, we're all kind of like a little team that motivates each other. And I feel like that's kind of the thing right now. I'm curious. I, I have other friends in, in Nashville who have worked with women photographers and then, you know, male photographers or women producers. And I've heard or seen distinct differences. So I'm curious to you what what you might notice, you know, the outcome of that art, whether it's, you know, musically or, or through photos uh, is what can sometimes be the difference in, in the approach to the themes. I feel like I don't know. I mean, I've, I've actually always been very blessed to work with such great people. My photographer, videographer, for the most part in Nashville, her name's Jessica Emerson. She did the Made Me Cry video. She's somebody I've been working with for a long time. I feel like I've worked with mostly female visual creatives. Um, as far as producers go, Jason Bobo is my producer. He's awesome. That guy is so like, he's the most chill. He's the most reciprocative to the he's he's just like very very great to collaborate with because he takes every idea that you have into account um very progressive very open-minded so it's like he's all for this like he's like we need the the latina representation we need females who works with a lot of chicks and i think that's awesome um i haven't had a bad experience personally out here that i know a lot of women do when they're in like those camps where it's just all male dominated and all of that. I feel like I try to stay in my lane that just seems to be working. So what's next for you this year? What do you have coming up this summer? Right now we're in the the process of mixing a couple more songs and shooting some more videos for what I hope to put together this year as an album. So that's, that's a big goal. And it's taken up a lot of time. (laughs) I wish I could be on your sets. I'm like, oh, anything with like glitter, disco balls, streamers. I'm like, this, this is my vibe. We are going to get along just fine. Yes. (laughs) Same. I, that, yeah, that shoot was a lot of fun. So what are the themes? We we have angst. We have sass. We have heartbreak. Has, have you had one good day you can see about? I actually am. I have a boyfriend now and it's funny because. We're, We're getting like, love songs then. <laughs> maybe. I'm like, I don't know if it's part of the brand yet. <laughs> we joke about that, but, but yeah. And even my producer's like, we're going to have to have him like make you mad before. I'm like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> but, but no, um, this next song that we'll be releasing um, very early this summer 
it's going to have a little bit of a different feel. I've played it out showcases this the last couple months and I've gotten really good feedback about it. People seem to be excited about it. Um, I'm trying to like not give it away so much. Well, I guess I'll just say it. It's called reverse. It's a song that I wrote with my really good friend, Taylor O'Connor a couple months ago. And we had this like theme in our head where I was just like reverse, like put it in reverse. And it doesn't mean it's like those different stages of the relationship. It's like, first we're kind of like, we want to replay like the first date moment. And then there's like the fight and we want to replay it, but in that different way. And then it's over and you want to replay all of it over again. Do you know what I mean? So we're kind of having a fun little play with that. We're going to be shooting this outdoors. It'll, it'll be really, really fun. I'm excited about this one. And I think it's going to, you know, hopefully what is in our heads translates great on film. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, am curious, just your thoughts on when you're approaching, you know, the conversations with your producers to you, what aspects make your music country? I think the word country is so versatile and everyone kind of interprets it pretty differently. Um, So I'm curious to know, you know, what is that defining line for you that makes your music more country rather than like pop? Or maybe, I mean, it can obviously be both, but you mm-hmm. know, what is that defining factor for you? I would definitely say the instrumentation, you know, this next one that I'll be releasing is definitely a little bit more, has more of a country feel, kind of like my song used to did. You'll hear a lot more dobros and steel pedals and all of that kind of in there. So I'm really excited. And this one has a lot more of a storytell feel to it. You know, I'm such a country nerd when I went to this museum in New York and it was just installation of the steel guitar. Like that's it. It was just like on repeat, some guy playing it like all day. And everyone left like, I'm just going to sit, just sit here. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, that's great. That's yeah. I think, you know, it's just really interesting to hear everybody's sounds, especially, you know, the like incoming artists that we're seeing in the fresh faces and, um, I just had a a really great conversation when I first started even talking to country music artists, I had sat down with Sam Hunt who um, had just like Montevello had just come out and it was like this big thing. And, you know, traditionally that I wouldn't call that a country album. And we had this really big conversation about how country music, like the beauty of it is that can touch into so many different genres and Mm -hmm. claim it as country music because the roots of it stem from so many things and influence so Mm -hmm. many other things. Um, I agree. I'm fascinated to know what artists are doing when they approach it. But like I said, sucker for a steel guitar in there. Yeah, I really, really am. I love, I just love it. So what do you think, look, the whole point of Country Close Up is to have a space that's as inclusive as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And you are, it was a little tricky to find a Latina. I mean, for me, that was like first on my list just because personally <laughs> I wanted that. So what, what are the biggest challenges you're facing? Are there are there things that you hear or even pushback? I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword for us, right? Not only are we Latina, but we're women. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. Oh. That in itself. I mean, I've been on writer's rounds. I was in a writer's round um, earlier this year with two of my friends. Um, I won't mention the venue, but it was like, it seemed like a meme. Like it was like a joke. We were like, this is a joke, right? Like me and my three friends that were on asked to be on the round. We were opening for like, I'm like, you can't make this up. It was like nine to 12 
it's probably like nine guys and it was like jake blake ryan jake josh and it was like we were like smack in the beginning and then it was like this whole thing and you just see a lot of things like that and i just feel like the way the the past not always and you know i don't want to ever diminish other people's stories or their paths but the route for a country music female seems to be a lot longer or there's just so many more steps but i i mean i i think that the the end route is going to feel sweeter when it finally happens but it's just kind of crazy and i mean i think that a couple years ago i was doing a lot more radio touring um obviously and that was even before covid so i feel and i was going to more rural areas and i feel like you know it was it was i never had a terrible experience but it just wasn't as inclusive and it was very clear and i feel like today things are finally shifting a little bit more and i think that now is literally the time that people are starting to really really embrace the diversity and not just and i think that females are really starting to rise in the industry like you were saying i have a lot of females that you know i came to i was in Asheville, you know around the same time when we all got here and i feel like they're all starting to slowly get their moment too finally so it's a long road but if you hang in there yeah. And in, you know, I can relate, I'm not an artist, but I'm a journalist. And so I feel like I, I see those obstacles in the same way. So I'm curious to know what your ask or call to action would be to your, your male peers, you know, that either the people that are hiring you or the people that you're opening for or closing for what, what could be done to help elevate your voice and, you know, have some sort of equity at the stage. I feel like, asking, get more females to open for you guys, you know, and collaborate with more females. And I, I heard this thing a while ago and I don't, and they're saying that supposedly they like to hear that people like listeners like to hear, or girls like to hear more guy voices on country radio. I had heard this absurd thing and I was like, I don't think so. And you know, it's just not believing crazy things like that. And, you know, people want to hear girls, like we want to hear more women. And there's some awesome showcases in town, you know, the listening room actually puts on a showcase called Song Suffragettes. And their whole thing is let the girls play and they do, they have an incredible lineup of female artists um, that come play every single, I think it's every Monday at the listening room. And just, there's just more people starting to get on board with that movement. So it'd be nice to just see more of that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think too often it, you know, people view an ask like that as, well, now you're just moving, a, you know, aside a, a Blake or a Jake or a Brett or whatever. And it's like, no one wants to take a spy. It's just, you know, making more room. Add more inclusive. Yeah. Just include more women, you know, just mix it up a little bit. Well, I've, I've, <laughs> it's funny. One of the uh, guests that we'll have on the show um, is the author of Her Country it's a book that just came out and um, Moss, and she talks about that exact study of that. It was like fabricated. Like it, it's not real. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> like, who this, said that? <laughs> there was this whole equation essentially for radio, you know, corporations to do like a certain percentage of women's songs. Like they were only dedicated, you know, a couple of slots within the hour, but then the rest yeah. had to be men. Uh, yeah. Is- There's like such things. And, it's funny, like my parents aren't so, you know, they know enough now about the industry because of me and all of us, but 
my mom will like, I'll tell my mom these things. She's like, that's not true. And I'm like, no, but like these companies believe this stuff. Like that's why it is the way it is. I'm curious for you as, especially from a Latina lens, when we have this conversation about diversity, you know, how do we make sure we're uplifting one group? You know, I think black women have really been the focus of mm-hmm. the Mickey Guyton and the Britney Spencer. And we have all these beautiful artists. They're amazing. Thing up. Um, and then we have, you know, LGBTQ artists like Brothers Osborne. Um, but it almost seems to come in waves. It never seems to be like an equal effort to raise Latina voices with the black community voices. It's like one or the other and depending on the season. Right. Yeah. So how do you cope with that? How do you, you know, in your messaging or your, you know, calls to action or your advocacy um, uplift your own community? You just have to, I don't know. It's just like, you just have to normalize it. If if that makes sense, like to inspire other, you know, I'm trying to remember who posted this. I think it may have been Mickey Guyton may have reshared somebody reshared actually a whole there's like an Asian country movement happening and I just think that we have to kind of recognize all the other and the season are not being represented you know just you know don't just stay in your bubble just kind of lift everybody up it's an equal effort yeah it's, it's and it's a hearty one in country music yeah absolutely it is so who would you say are the artists that have inspired you the most? We talked, you said Shania, said the chicks. Every show I'm wearing a different uh, country music t-shirt that I own. <laughs> this is I love the most fun one that I have. Love it. Who else? Who else is inspiring your sound these days? I'm a big Marin Morris fan and not, you know, I'm a obviously an insanely big fan of her music, but her as a person, I feel like I've seen a lot more of her lately where she just speaks out about what she believes in. And she's like, well, if you don't like it, you don't like it. And I feel like that is the kind of attitude that you seriously need to have in today's world to really thrive and succeed. Because there's always going to be people that are going to, you know, have conflicting opinions and try to knock you down. And you really can't pay attention and get caught up in that kind of noise. That's, I mean, refreshing to hear, you know, I feel like I have a sigh of relief every time I see an artist like. Margot Price or Marin Morris tweet something with, it's like, are you sure? Did your, you know, did your label like allow you to tweet that? Like, is that, is that okay? And I love that, you know, I think it just comes, uh, it especially makes more of a difference coming from someone who is white, you know, like, I think that is awesome that she is an advocate for so many other people. And I love that about her. Well, before we wrap things up, I just want to know, you know, what is your message to other women of color, especially Latinas who are in this space and, and aren't even recognized yet, you know, and think there isn't room for me in this genre? What what would you say to them? That that's a lie. There's room for everybody here. You just honestly have to have your eye on the prize. It's easier said than done because this is a pep talk I give myself all the time. Um but you just really, it's, it's so exhausting to just get caught up in the noise and the doubts and all of that. You just got to go for it. And there's always going to be somebody who's not down with it, but I promise you that there's so many people that want to hear diversity and see you thrive. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. I am so thankful for you. Thank you for the representation and hopefully I can, uh, Share a glass of wine with you. Uh, in- yes. When you're in Nashville, you hit me up. I will. I will. All right. That is 
that's a wrap a country close-up <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you for having me